Hello, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin. And I'm Karen Campbell. We are brought to you by so many beautiful sponsors, and we have such great listeners. Happy New Year's, everyone. Hope everyone's safe and healthy. And um, I don't know. I had a scare. I thought I may have had it, and I tested negative twice, so I'm good. But (laughs) it seems like a lot of people have been getting this round, right? I feel like I'm dodging a bullet every single day right? because every single day somebody calls me and says, oh, I can't come because I have COVID. Or I was exposed. Or I was exposed, and I don't know, and I can't get a test for three days and results for seven. I know. Right? It's just so overwhelming. We hope everyone is healthy out there and happy and happy. how about real estate? Oh, we've got real estate coming up. Okay. It's, it, that has not slowed down. So real estate is still live and going. Uh, I have a brand new listing coming up in Oxnard. It's a three bedroom, two bath, one story um, on G Street. Mm-hmm. So um, it's got a great uh, backyard. It's about 8,000 square feet, two car garage, and uh, it'll probably be priced somewhere in the high mid sixes. Very good. Yeah, so that'll go really fast because there's hardly thing in hardly anything in the, the sixes. Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I have a couple coming on the east end in the moderate income on the same street, Cinnamon Oak, that I sold in the last one in there, and they'll probably be in the high sixes maybe low sevens they're almost to the cap out there which is the cap yeah. i believe is like 730 and so we're getting close to that cap but that you know falls off in two years so that's really great for buyers and for sellers out there exactly those were affordable housing when they were first built they're moderate yeah, yeah. they're mo- they're moderate and so they still are until this i think it ends march of next year um it was a 30 tw- year plan was, or something i'm yeah, not sure but it's almost over. And so, you know, you can go when you put those four bedroom, two bath, two four bedroom, three bath homes that are, you know, two story large lots um, on the east end and there's no cap on them. They can sell for eight, nine, you know, so it's a really good time to own in there or buy in there, you know, while it's still somewhat moderate. Right. Absolutely. I have a lot of buyers. I have buyers that are looking for a condo in Oxnard. Um down around Seabridge. I mm-hmm. also have somebody looking for a condo uh, across from the Cape at Barnes and Noble, okay, right yeah. across on telephone there. Uh-huh. And then those um, are the tri-level, right? Those are the tri-level. Yes. Those so nice. there's a garage at the bottom, then there's the living room, dining room area, and then the kitchen and then the bedrooms are up. So right. those are really nice and they go really fast. So mm-hmm. if someone is thinking about putting their condo on the market, we have quite a few buyers for condos right now because houses are in the sevens and eights and then right. when that happens the condos are in five and six so yep. it's just the way it works i have a lot of buyers now too kind of same as you i do have an all cash buyer for river park four bedroom three bath um you know all the new stuff that's out there all the new appliances and whatnot and i have an east end buyer um for probably up to 900 so you know four three bedroom three bath um nicer newer so, but we just, it's, we have nothing to show them. I know. I checked the market this morning. There was only 46 properties for sale in Ventura. So that's just not a lot. Yeah. So people have to be patient uh-huh. if they are looking to buy something here. And if they are selling here and moving out, it's the best time in the world to sell right now. Yeah, really. Yeah. Who so. knows if it's going to get much hotter. Exactly. 
And the weather is so beautiful today. I know, I oh know. my gosh, the weather is so Thank beautiful. Thank God, because the last couple of weeks with this, with this surge of COVID and whatnot, and then it was gloomy and oh no, come on, start New Year, New Year. You, you know. So now it feel, finally feels sunny and bright, which is good. Yeah, people are out riding their bikes and I see all kinds of boats going around. And yeah. so people are out and about today. I think it's going to be a great day just to be outside and enjoy the fresh air and, and get outside. We've been so cooped up. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, we have a great show lined up for you today. We have Susan Known. She is the uh, regional director of Vitalent, and she is going to talk all about what our blood bank does and why it's so important and why it's so important to give blood. Uh, we are in a big shortage of blood, and she's going to talk all about that. We have Larry Reyes from Smart Home Mortgage. He is our mortgage guru. He, I'm telling you, I He's gave amazing. him a deal just the other day, and he had someone pre-approved in, like, within hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, I'll call him at 9 o'clock at night, and by, like, 9.30, he says, okay, here's what they can do. Da, 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 yeah. If you have everything you need to give to him, it's simple, you know, because it's just basically going through your credit, you know, your, your taxes, your income, and, you know, I don't, what else? I think he makes sure you're employed. Yeah. And um, he just has the best rates. He's just the best lender out there. If he says he can do it, he does it. He's never, ever, ever let me down. Absolutely. We have Dr. Tony O'Donnell. He is the owner of Radiant Greens, and he is uh, on a podcast every single Saturday uh, called uh, The Solution. And he is going to be with us today. And then Scott Spires, he is an author. He's a teacher. And he is um, written a novel called Abandoned All Hope. And he's going to talk to us about when you write your own novel, how you get it published. Ooh. So we have a great show lined up for you today. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is John Syatt, president of Century 21 in Everest, California. These are certainly uncertain times, and yet home is our refuge. It's our safe haven. Recognizing the importance of home ownership and the role that it plays in our community, Ventura County has deemed real estate sales as essential. Buying and selling homes can be a very stressful process. We understand that. As a result, we have over 400 professionals in our community, and we've been in our community serving you for over 30 years, serving you, our neighbors. If you have any questions about real estate or the market or you need assistance, and buying or selling a home, visit our website at century21everest.com. You can find a home there or you can find an agent to help you with all of your needs. As a community, as neighbors, and as friends, we are here to help you. We're going to get through this together, so be safe and be healthy. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine 805 853 3030. 
Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin. And I'm Karen Campbell. And we're real excited to have Susan Noon with us. She is the Regional Director of Vitalent. And Vitalent is our blood bank. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Happy New Year. Yes. yes, happy New Year. So tell us a little bit, why, why does community need a blood bank? I mean, why, you know, we have one here. Does every community have a blood bank? Many communities do, not all do. So some donors do need to travel to a little bit of a different location. However, a lot of blood banks, including us, have blood mobiles that go out and about through the county. And we also will go out to different businesses and set up if they have a large enough space for us to set up. And we can just bring all of the equipment and supplies that we need, and we set up a blood collection center. Well, and I do that every year for my office. So we try to do it twice a year. Sometimes it works out twice a year, and sometime it, sometimes it doesn't. But yes. for the most part, we do a blood drive, and that's what we call it, a blood yes. drive every year. And I think last year we had 38 Oh, donations. So that was a really hard day for your people. We just kind of came in. It's a in great day ate. for our people. <laughs> it's a great day. We love it. Thank you so much for doing that. When you give blood, how much of that actually goes to helping people? You now I always wonder, does it all go? Do you have to sift through it and make sure you know it's healthy? Or <laughs> That's a great question. Mm. So when you donate blood, you, if you donate whole blood, you donate a pint. And what we do with that is we'll take it back into our laboratory and we separate it into different components. So we'll separate it into red cells and plasma, and sometimes we'll even separate it into what's called cryoprecipitate, which is, it contains clotting factors for folks that need that. So one unit of whole blood can do all of those things. When you donate platelets, we don't really have to do much else with that other than perhaps separate it into um, a, into a few more bags and make make it into a few more um, donations that will help patients. We don't have to separate it or anything because it's already separated. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving platelets, you get your, your um, plasma back, you get your red cells black back. And so mm-hmm. we don't have to separate that in the lab at all. Um, if you donate... If you donate uh, plasma, same thing. If you donate just plasma, you're going to get your red cells back and your platelets. How many people does that help? So, like, I go donate blood. How many people does that help? If you donate a unit of whole blood, you can save up to three lives with that. Wow. And they send you, you know, I've been donating blood for years because I'm O negative, and um, they send you an email that says, congratulations, you have helped save three people's lives today, and you're a hero. Oh, my and God. And so then that makes you feel... Oh, like it, you've done something yes, really, really special, right? Yes, we've heard some really good feedback from um, donors that have received that text. And it, it is a really wonderful feeling to know your blood is on its way to a hospital to help a patient who really needs that to survive. And how about tattoos? I heard before you couldn't donate blood because you have tattoos or something. Is that yeah, old? Yeah, that, that, that actually has changed. And um, if it's a licensed tattoo parlor, um, you, you're probably just fine. Mm-hmm. What if you don't know? <laughs> Got one tattoo a long time ago. Well, I suppose we, we, we could would be able to check on that and find out if it was yeah. a licensed facility or not. We'd probably ask you to check that. That's great. So tell, take us through the process. If no one, if there's somebody that's never donated blood before, what happens when you go to the blood bank? Okay. So when you when you first come in, we're going to ask you for your ID and your name, and um, you'll fill out the questionnaire. We also 
have a way to do that electronically beforehand. So if you want to fill out your questionnaire beforehand, it's called Fast Track, and you can do that, and you can do that online. You need to do that on the day of donation. If you haven't done that yet, then that will be your next step. And you'll go back into an interview booth where you'll go over your health history questionnaire with one of our team members. And provided that all goes okay, which most of the time it does, you'll go out onto the donor floor where you'll be seated in a nice comfy bed and we will take your, take your blood. Um, a whole blood donation will take probably a total of an hour. You will um, really be in the chair for, for about 15 minutes for a whole blood donation. And then we'll ask you to go and into our canteen where you'll just have some refreshments and sit for about 15 minutes. Make sure you're feeling well before we let you go out the door. Perfect. If you're, if you're donating a platelets, you're gonna have you're gonna be there a little while longer. So we, you know, it's a good idea to just have a movie in mind that you might want to watch or um, something, a book that you want to read because you'll probably be there for a total of about two hours. And so how do you give blood to somebody that you know needs it? Can you go to the blood bank and say, Tracy needs blood, I need to give it to her in her name? Is there a way to do that? You can, although it, it, we, we don't necessarily encourage that. The, the blood that's on the shelf and available is usually what somebody needs right away. When somebody is giving blood for someone else, um, it, it's called a directed donation. And they're still going to have to wait for it to be tested and processed, you know. And usually if somebody's in the hospital needing blood, they need it right away. Of and course. it's the blood on the shelves that, that really is, is what the patients need. And so how much blood do we have on the shelf? Do we have enough blood for everybody that needs it? Do that is a really good question because right now we are experiencing a national shortage. And the blood supply is as low as it has been for two years. So it is um, it's very frightening right now for us and we have not seen this this level um, in like I said in two years we try to have a four-day supply on hand and right now Oneg which is our most transfused type is down to about a two-day supply and so that is a little bit worrisome so we in December for Vitalant as a national organization, we were down about 4,500 donations. That trend is continuing into um, January of this year. And part of that, of course, is due to the Omicron variant. Yeah, I just was going to ask you if, is, if that's because of COVID. Yes, and so that's, that's a large part of it. And right now, a, a lot of businesses are closing back down or they don't have enough employees uh, on hand to even hold a blood drive because people are out sick. And so places where we would normally go to collect blood, sometimes they, they can no longer host a blood drive at, at this point in time. So it really is impacting us. It has been impacting us for the last two years. So we, we encourage people to make an appointment and we really need um, appointments ongoing. I know that sometimes um, it's, it feels like it's hard to get an appointment, but I will say that we too are experiencing some staffing issues and mm -hmm. because of Omicron. And 
Yes, yeah, so we so we hope that people will make appointments so that we can better serve our donors and make sure that that our staff can accommodate everyone. That Do comes. you test for COVID before they give blood, or we don't? And that's that's an interesting question, and it gets asked a lot. We don't because um, COVID is not transmitted through blood, blood. transfusion. Yeah. Good. And remember too that anyone who's coming in to donate is going to be well and healthy. Right. So. Well, yeah, that's that, good makes a, that makes a big difference. Yeah. You always give away something when somebody gives blood. And I noticed so you brought I a couple T-shirts. Yeah, so we've got, we've got these. These are a beautiful color. Um, it says Awesome Blood Donor. Very cute. And so we have, we have some of those, and I think we have, we have about 10 of those that we can give away. Okay, good. So give us a call, 650-1590. If you are interested in having one of these blood donor T-shirts, we have about 10 of them. So give us a call. 650-1590 and thank you so much yeah so much for being here where we can really people find you. Um, you and you know how to give blood <laughs> if you're right here in ventura we are about five minutes away um we are on eastman avenue 2223 eastman avenue we're at suite a you can certainly um call 1-800-VITAL um, i'm sorry um I got to say that right. 877-25-VITAL. Mm -hmm. And um, look for an appointment that way or visit us online at vitalent.org. And if you visit us online, you'll be able to see the, the blood drives throughout the county. So you there can figure out where to go. Very, Very awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It's so important, obviously, to have blood on hand so that if we do have an emergency, we can take care of people. Yes, thank and you thank so you much. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coming up, we have Larry Reyes from Smart Home Mortgage. He is just the best mortgage broker that I know of, and he is going to be giving us an update and all of the changes that have happened since the new year. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pathiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. Get ready for an island paradise at Ventiki Lounge in Lanai. Located in beautiful downtown Ventura, Ventiki features the best in traditional cocktails, modern tiki drinks, Polynesian-inspired cuisine, and even sushi. As soon as you step onto the lanai, you'll feel the warmth of the islands with our tiki waterfall, wahine mural flower garden, hand-carved tikis, and a fire pit for those chilly island nights. As you listen to the music of the islands, you will love our famous Kalua pork sliders, Sabu coconut chicken, or a trio of sautéed tiger prawns atop sushi rice towers with a mango curry verblanc. And we'll always have our classic Mai Tais using the original 1944 recipe the best in town. So take a break and head down to Ventiki. We're located at 701 East Main Street on the corner of First Street and Main Street. Give us a call at 805-667-8887 or find us on the web at VentikiLoungeInLanai.com for our full menu. Ventiki, an island oasis in Ventura. 
Hi, this is Liz Selick with Girls on the Air, and our daughter Summer is about to get married to the man of her dreams. And we are so blessed to have Sugar Lab Bake Shop in the Ventura Harbor handling all of the sweet stuff. Her bare naked wedding cake is to die for. With whipped vanilla, it's sinfully delicious. And the dessert bar is amazing with snickerdoodle, red velvet, deep chocolate with raspberry icing, and bananas foster custom-made cupcakes, and lemon raspberry bars, and macaroons, and all kinds of other sweet treats. Sugar Lab Bake Shop is in the heart of the Ventura Harbor at 1575 Spinnaker Drive, and they have everything, so be sure to give them a call at 805-765-4292 or visit them on the web at sugarlabbakeshop.com. And be sure to mention that you heard about them here at Girls on the Air. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate and 1590 KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin. And I'm Karen Campbell. Real Women in Real Estate. So tell us again, you have a couple new listings coming up? I do have a couple new listings coming up. I definitely have one coming up on G Street in Oxnard. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath, one-story, detached garage, 8,000-square-foot lot. And it is gorgeous inside. All new flooring, all new carpet, new paint. Um, it will be coming on in the next week or so. And you said it's one story? It's one story. Okay, great. Yep, absolutely. Great. And then we're looking for something in Ventura uh, up to 750. Um, three bedroom or four bedroom is okay. Uh, probably in the Heritage Square area. Uh-huh. Yeah, those um, are nice. Yeah, those are. that's where they ultimately would like to be. Okay. Like right down. Yeah, right I have there. buyers all over the place, like we all do, right? And there's just no inventory. So it's such a great time to sell if you're even thinking of, you know, possibly selling your home now. I mean, gosh, or refining. Um, Larry's going to be talking about that. But the rates are so great. You pull some money out, put, make some improvements, or sell. Cash out and buy something smaller or, you know, bigger. Well, and a lot of people are cashing out and moving to areas closer to family. They've always been wanting to do it. Right. And they... They have never been able to afford that, and most people are taking away between three and four hundred thousand dollars. It's a nice paycheck. Yeah, right. To, to go buy something else, and then they pay cash for it. I've done like four of those in the last uh, couple months. Yeah. So, how, how are things at your office? You're in Camarillo, and I'm in Ventura. Um, are, are you guys busy? We are busy. So, um, Camarillo's market is the same as Ventura. Very little, little inventory. Um, but we do have a few new listings. Uh, we have uh, a couple that are up in the heights up there. And um, I don't know the details about them right off the top of my head. But but we do have several new listings that have come up. And we have sold several properties just in the last eight days. So um, it is quite busy. I've, in Ventura, I feel like we're a little bit slow. It seems like... You know, a listing comes and it just gets nabbed up right away. But um, we all have buyers who are pre-qualified. We're all fighting for the same listings, right? Are you seeing the same thing? Absolutely. Yeah. And and people that are have never wanted to qualify for a home are now looking into that, mm-hmm. getting pre-approved. So there's more buyers than ever. The demand is higher. And we still have no inventory to sell them. So it's... Makes it a little frustrating for those new buyers that are coming into the market. And then we see multiple offers, and it's, it's kind of confusing for people who are just starting. Like, what is this multiple offer stuff, you know? Like, it's normal when there's, you know, it's just normal, yep. you know? Well, and we have, you know, the good news is, is if for some people, if they have 
you know, a COVID issue or have a business that's not doing well and they can't make their mortgage payment, all of those forbearances have ended now and they're not able to make their payments. Well, it doesn't change if it, you don't make your payments for at least three months, then you are going to go into pre-foreclosure and you will need to make a decision at some point to either sell your house or uh, do a short sale. And the good news is, is there's hardly any foreclosures. There's hardly any short sales. People are being able to use their equity. Because they have equity, yeah. Exactly. And so that's a good thing that's come out of COVID for sure. Yeah. And um, Which is weird, too. I always thought COVID would hurt us that way. Actually, it's been really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very odd. It's not a financial crisis. It's a health crisis. Right. Right. And it's, you know, yes, a lot of people have passed away and... and you know, our condolences to everybody that's had that experience. But the good news is, is this Omicron isn't as bad if you're vaccinated and it seems to be more like a cold and and people are are getting over that in, you know, five to 10 days. And so even though people are getting COVID regularly, you know, like Mm -hmm. I said, I've been dodging a bullet. um, There's a lot of people that have had it, have stayed home and now they're back and they're good to go. And and they're just it's picking scary up the when pace. You, think you have it, you know. I mean, I, there's been a couple of times where I thought I had it because I was exposed directly to people who had it, you know. And um, it, um, staying home, quarantining, and, and you think you have it, and waiting to get tested, it's depressing. It I, is. I like the sunshine out and have fun, right? Absolutely. So, are, what about open houses? What's the status of those? Are we able to do them? We are not able to do them right now. Um, people, you know, sellers still have the right to not let people into their homes, obviously. And um, so we haven't seen too many open houses, mainly because of COVID and people not wanting someone that they don't know who it is, where they've been, what they're doing, whether they're vaccinated or not, in their property. And the good news is, is we don't have to disinfect everything when somebody leaves. Like with last year, when this all happened, we had to go behind that buyer. And if you touched anything, we had to wipe it down. It was a weird time. It was a very strange time. We were were maids. Yeah. (laughs) Well... And you could only have so many people in during, you know, like they had appointments. Right. Every 15 minutes, only one, you know, group could go in. Right. Because um, you have to disinfect behind them and then let the next group in. And you still need to take name, number, and, you know, email address. Do we still have to fi- fill out that form? You don't have to fill out that form. That form as of yet. Yes. Knock on it wood, might right? come back, but as of now, they've taken it away. We used to have three different COVID forms that we had to fill out in order to... Uh, let somebody into a property because we had to release that liability. And so that was a real pain. We don't have to do that now. But if a seller tells us that they don't want somebody that is positive in their house. Well, of course they don't want anyone. They don't want anyone positive, but they they don't want anybody else in their house without, um, you know, being notified. Then we have to make those appointments again. Right. Which is... Right. For a while there, we were getting pretty lax and people weren't wearing, I mean, it was okay because we didn't have to wear masks and stuff if the seller was okay with it. Now you're seeing the people put the mask back on. Right. And you're seeing, like, this last week, my whole month was canceled. Like, every event, every networking, everything was canceled the last three days. Yeah. And so that tells me that people are shutting themselves down. Even though there's not a mandate to shut down, we're not shut down by CDC. But people are shutting themselves down. Like, we're not doing installation for our association. Oh, we're not? No, we're moving it to March 4th. 
It was going to be next Friday with 213 people at the Crown Plaza. We're not doing that. Yeah. So people just felt that it was the responsible thing to do. Yeah. uh, By postponing that. I'm getting nervous about the wedding we're going to. I am too. I mean, I, you know, hopefully everything's going to be okay and... Yes, we have a wedding this next weekend, and I also have a funeral next weekend. So isn't that awful that they come together like that? It's just really something. One wedding and a funeral, right? Exactly. So um, we're going to go take a break and then talk to Tony O'Donnell? Yeah. What's he talking about? Do we know? I don't know. He hasn't uh, told me that. Oh, so it'll be a surprise. Surprise, yes. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Opa! You don't have to travel to Greece to enjoy the food, dancing, music, and culture. The Greek Ventura has it all. Healthy, traditional Mediterranean foods, fresh, daily seafood, succulent steaks, cozy up at the fire pit on our newly remodeled patio, open daily for lunch and dinner, brunch on the weekends, extended happy hour from Monday to Friday, 2 to 9 p.m., all overlooking picturesque Ventura Harbor, where the parking is always free. Go to thegreekventura.com. Opa! Yes, you can still move, downsize to the right size, and do it all gently and, most importantly, safely, as many have throughout this pandemic with Gentle Transitions, California's moving magicians. Just give us a call at 800-619-3049. That's 800-619-3049. Or email ezmove at gentletransitions.com, and you're on your way to your new home. This is John Syatt, president of Century 21 in Everest, California. These are certainly uncertain times, and yet home is our refuge. It's our safe haven. Recognizing the importance of home ownership and the role that it plays in our community, Ventura County has deemed real estate sales as essential. Buying and selling homes can be a very stressful process. We understand that. As a result, we have over 400 professionals in our community, and we've been in our community serving you for over 30 years, serving you, our neighbors. If you have any questions about real estate or the market or you need assistance, and buying or selling a home, visit our website at century21everest.com. You can find a home there or you can find an agent to help you with all of your needs. As a community, as neighbors, and as friends, we are here to help you. We're going to get through this together, so be safe and be healthy. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin. And I'm Karen Campbell. And we have Dr. Tony O'Donnell on the line. He is going to be talking about why vitamin D is healthy for immunity. And we need that. Hey, Dr. Tony, how are you today? Good morning. This is a happy sunshine vitamin, vitamin D. Very good. We like the sunshine. Yes, Yes, I I stand in my doorway a couple of times a week because we get so much sunshine, albeit we had some rain recently. And I just stand there for about maybe two, three, four minutes. And I just bask in the sunlight for my face so you can feel it, literally feel it coursing throughout your body. But it is so powerful and so important. Not only is it good for your heart, your muscles, your bones, your teeth, but it's technically called the happy vitamin. So vitamin D does a lot more than protecting your teeth and your bones. It also makes you happy. Yeah, I went outside the other day and laid on the grass with my dog and just laid there and just with the sun on my face, it felt so good. I haven't done that in so long, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the simple way and simple things that we do that actually make us healthy. If we look back at our ancestors and if we were aware of what they did, and we are aware of some of the things they did, they used Mother Nature to their advantage. They hunted. Um, They only uh, killed what they needed to eat to survive for their family. 
but they also bask in the sun a lot, and they, they seem to have very strong, beautiful olive skin, great teeth, but very strong and physically very strong. My brother-in-law in Ireland, he works on the farm. He went to the doctor for a physical, and the doctor said, what do you do? What do you do? He said, I'm a farmer. And he said, well, you're the healthiest farmer I've ever seen because this guy has a six-pack, and he works on the farm, and he's 70 years old. Nice. He's lean, he's very fit, so he's utilizing and using up all his body fat and using up all the carb- carbohydrates and protein that he's eating. So, plus he's outside, he's got great skin tone, great skin color, and he's hearty and strong and physical, and that's really important. What food has vitamin D in it? Uh, just about everything, egg yolks, uh, avocado, uh, protein shakes. There's pretty much, we have pretty much fortified everything in this country, breads of vitamin D in it, mushrooms. There's so many different superfoods, uh, spirulina, dandelion, maitake, shiitake, cordyceps, green tea. Every nutrient that you take or every superfood that you take or every piece of food that you consume or take into your body has some portion of vitamin D, albeit very small amounts. But the best sources is, of course, if you can't get it from the sun, you can uh, get it from uh, supplementation. And that's what you guys have some of that, right? Yeah, Dr. Katie has that. She has got an amazing line of uh, superfoods that includes uh, vitamin D. But sunshine, egg yolks, these things are all really important. So there's some really good bread that are right there that are uh, sprouted. They have vitamin D in it. So in the old days, we used to enrich all our food, and now we, we're trying to get away from that because enriching your food uh, isn't, isn't the, the, really the, the right way to go, albeit it does help and support the body. But to get your vitamin D, you want to get it from the sunshine and or supplementation from a plant source. So mushrooms are one of the best sources. Can you milk. have too much vitamin D? Um, yes and no, pr- primarily not. There are cultures, particularly in Sweden, where suicide is very high. It's, it's really sad. They, in culture in Alaska even, where they don't get much sunshine, suicide rates and alcoholism is tends to be very high due to the lack of vitamin D. It's that more important to the human body. They have taken patients and transported them out of the state, and the same in Sweden, and even in England and Ireland, where I'm from, and they've actually put them into a situation where they put them under heat lamps with vitamin D, and they found that their whole emotional stability changed dramatically, mental health changed dramatically. So it's that important really is but you 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 really don't get enough uh, unless you're in a, a subculture or subtropical culture where you're getting vitamin d every single day but interesting thing is when you see people who live on the ocean or who live at the beach like in brazil excuse me and <laughs> excuse me in brazil or oh there you, you need some vitamin d huh yeah i got a little frog in my throat are you okay um, they tend to do it yeah, absolutely. Where can people fi- where can people find you and all your wonderful products? If you can still Radiant speak. Greens, radiantgreens.com. I think I got a little, a little frog in my throat. <laughs> radiantgreens.com. Radiant Thank- Radiant Radiant so happy people are sunshine people. Yes, it makes sense. I feel better when the sun's out. Like when this morning, I just felt so happy because the sun's out finally. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when we had the rain the other day, it was like a little heavy. You just said, "Oh, we really need it," but we wanted to go away as quickly as possible. I know, possible. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, can you imagine living with that 365 days of the yeah, year? Yeah, no, what it's I did. depressing. Back home in Ireland, we get about 80 inches of rain. So we need the rain. We need balance. We need sunshine, and of course, exercise is the key. So not only is vitamin D great for the bones. Also very good for emotional stability and weight loss as well, which is really fantastic and rheumatoid arthritis. So it does a lot of different things. Make sure you get the right source. Get it from a plant-based source, which is the key. Radiant Green.
with an S.com. Great. Thanks, Dr. Tony, for being here today. We appreciate you so much. God bless you guys. I appreciate it. Dr. Katie will probably be in for me next week, if that's okay. I'll be in Florida on Monday. I'm going to do some uh, television there, so she's sure. probably going to stand in for me next week. Okay. Happy travels. We'll love that. God be bless safe. you, ladies. It's just sunshine. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, coming up, we have Scott Spires with us. He is an author, a speaker, and a trainer, and he's going to be talking about the late blooming novelist navigating through the world of publication. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. My daughter is almost a tear, and let me tell you, Billy Clower's dance company in Ventura has changed our lives. Kids, put the phone down. Start dancing. Parker is taking jazz, acro, contemporary ballet, and now competitive cheer. During the pandemic, they're dancing outside. There are classes available for boys, girls, and adults. Go to BillyClower.com, mention Girls on the Air, and get a discount. That's BillyClower.com. Hi, I'm Pat from Pothier Hypnotherapy, and I'm located right here in Ventura County. Just open a newspaper, watch TV, or even get on social media, and you can see all the negative things that affect our lives. In my practice, we focus on the positive. We want to assist you to be the very best that you can be, to live your best life ever. I offer a variety of services under my three main programs of diet-free life, weight management, smoking sensation, and overcoming trauma. See, we all have something that holds us back. I can be reached through my website, pothiahypnotherapy.com, or call myself, 818-468-0777. We all deserve happiness, peacefulness, and love in our lives. Call me. Again, that phone number, 818-468-0777. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin. And I'm Karen Campbell. And we have Scott Spires with us today. He is an author, a speaker, and a trainer. And he has written a book called Abandon All Hope. But he is going to talk to you today about navigating through the world of publication to, to actually publish your own novel. Because a lot of people write and then they do nothing with it. Mm -hmm. So welcome, Scott. We're so glad to have you today. Thank you for having me on. So glad to have you. So tell us a little bit about what it takes to get something published. Okay. Well, this advice uh, that I'm going to give is specifically for people uh, who have written a book, uh, most likely a novel, because I wrote a novel, and uh, who don't have an agent or some other special connection to the publishing industry. And um, let me just briefly sketch out the sort of world of publishing today. Basically, there are three potential ways you can publish your novel. There's the traditional big four publishers, which are conglomerates, and uh, that get the most attention and have the most money in the publishing industry. There's small presses and uh, so-called indie presses, of which there are a lot. And the third option is self-publishing. Now, if you're an author who does not have an agent, you can strike out those big four publishers because they are not even going to look at you. Mm -hmm. So this leaves you with two options. Now, self-publishing is an option, and it has its advantages, as in you, know, you control 100% of the rights. You can choose the cover... Uh, you uh, are basically the editor of your own book. The problem is standing out. You know, a self-publishing, 
granted that many people have made a success of self-publishing, but you've got to be a great marketer to get your self-published books sold in uh, any kind of numbers. And the competition is huge. There are a huge number of self-published novels come out every year. And so this leaves you as what I recommend as the best option is to try the small presses and the indie presses because um, I suppose the main reason is because of selectivity. You know, if a small press has decided to publish your work, that's already a, a mark of validation from an outside party. You know, it means your book made the cut out of the hundreds of submissions they got in a particular year. Uh, but, you know, here too, there are certain rules or certain principles that you need to follow. And uh, the first one is, I would say, make sure the publisher is a good fit for your book. Because a lot of small presses are very niche-oriented. For example, if they say, we publish only fiction that is set in the state of Texas, they're not going to be interested in your novel set in New York, no matter how good it is. You know, it's just automatically going to uh, be rejected just for that reason. It doesn't fit what they're looking for. So you have to do your homework on the press before you know whether it's actually a good submission uh, choice or not. The other thing is uh, a lot of small presses have their own obstacles that you need to deal with. For example, they will say, we only accept manuscripts during the first month, first three months of the year, and then we spend the rest of the year deciding which to publish. Well, so if it's April and you want to submit to them, sorry, you're out of luck. And um, they might have other requirements. Uh, you know, one press I submitted to required that I buy a copy of one of their books at a discount, or they might have a submission fee, which is usually not very high. It's, you know, 5 to $10. Or they might require you to submit only as part of a contest, and then they publish the winners of the contest, but there's no general submission. So these are some of the obstacles that you have to, to overcome uh, when you're submitting. Now, a second principle that you should follow is Make sure you follow every submission rule as strictly as possible. And I'm going to ask you to imagine that you're an editor at one of these publishing houses. You get every day, you know, maybe 10, 12, 20, however many submissions. This is more submission that, than you can process. So you're going to develop a system for weeding them out. Now, if they failed to follow any of the submission rules correctly, they then you can automatically eliminate them on that basis. And in addition to that, this is, uh, well, not strictly a submission rule. Your work should look professional in the sense that it's been properly proofread and edited. Uh, there are no typos. There are no grammatical errors. Uh, you've submitted it in a you know, one of the standard fonts like Times New Roman and not in some, you know, strange-looking font that's difficult to read. Um, so it, if you follow, you know, you've got, you're making good progress if you follow these first two rules. Make sure that they're a good fit for your book. And 
follow this every submission rule as strictly as possible. So Scott, uh, I just have one. Yes. I just have a couple questions. So when you, so are you actually writing letters to these publications, um, or publishers, I should say, it's, because it sounds like there's a lot of rejection. Like, how do you get your letter in there in time? Do they publish their rules and what they're doing, so that you know when, what month to send your book in, or what month to get your submission in? Any of these uh, small presses will have their submission rules uh, available on their website. And if you have any questions, you can always email them and, and ask them because, you know, sometimes they're not entirely clear about them. Right. Um, you're, yeah, you're, you're free to do that. And so um, is there a lot of rejection for, I mean, it sounds like there's just so much rejection of if you, not only if you don't do the rules correctly, but just in general, there's so many people that have a book that they've written and they want to get it published that it's just difficult to get it published. You have to have good timing and everything has to be like, you have to be lucky, I guess. Well, that is the truth. Rejection is the name of the game. If you are trying to sell your book to a publisher, you have to get used to the idea that they're going to reject it again and again and again. And you cannot get disheartened by that because this is not necessarily a, um, a judgment of the quality of the book. Um, it's just there are too many manuscripts being submitted at any one time for them to, to, to publish all of them. You know, if, if you're a publisher who publishes 10 books a year and you get uh, 500 submissions, well, you know, do the math and you'll yeah, see it's very difficult. how hard it can be. Sure. Yeah. So how did you get your book published? You just wrote a novel called Abandon All Hope. Yes. And so how did you get, and, how did you get yours published? Well, I started sending it out in the summer of 2020. I, I did my research finding uh, appropriate small presses. There are a number of good sources that you can use. I started with uh, Poets and Writers magazine which is accessible on the Internet. And, you know, you can search for small presses. It will return uh, numerous uh, entries to you. There are other sources as well that you can use. Uh, you know, in my case, it was, it was all Internet research to find appropriate presses. And I started submitting. Um, and one of the really important factors when you are submitting is you have to write a great query letter. Mm -hmm. And like what do I mean by that? I mean a letter which is going to snag the attention of the editors and hold it and make them interested in reading your entire manuscript. Uh, most uh, publishers do not want to see your entire manuscript you know, cold, as it were. They don't want to see it right up front. They usually ask for a query letter and then maybe a couple of chapters or even not sometimes not even that you know it's like if the query letter grabs them sufficiently then uh, they will often ask for the whole thing and that's where you want to be because at that point you have passed from unsolicited to solicited somebody wants to look at your work very good exactly well Scott please tell everybody where they can call and ask a question or go on to your website and get answers uh, if they have any? Um, well, uh, you could visit my website and blog. It's at 
SW Spires, that's S-W-S-P-I-R-E-S dot Weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. Um, and uh, you can find my contact information there, your email and, and phone. And uh, you can also find my book at uh, via all the usual online uh, locations. Uh, to reiterate, it's called Abandon All Hope. It's a novel. Uh, it's published by Auctus Publishers, which is a small press out of Philadelphia. And um, so, yeah, you can you know you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and, and various other sites. Very good. Great. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for so being much. Happy today. New Year. Same to you. All right. Well, coming up, we have Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. He is going to give us an update on his world. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is John Syatt, president of Century 21 in Everest, California. These are certainly uncertain times, and yet home is our refuge. It's our safe haven. Recognizing the importance of home ownership and the role that it plays in our community, Ventura County has deemed real estate sales as essential. Buying and selling homes can be a very stressful process. We understand that. As a result, we have over 400 professionals in our community, and we've been in our community serving you for over 30 years, serving you, our neighbors. If you have any questions about real estate or the market or you need assistance, and buying or selling a home, visit our website at century21everest.com. You can find a home there or you can find an agent to help you with all of your needs. As a community, as neighbors, and as friends, we are here to help you. We're going to get through this together, so be safe and be healthy. Hi, I'm Larry Reyes with Smart Home Mortgage. My team and I are here to offer our clients and real estate partners more options and more products than any local bank or credit union. When others can't get the job done, we can. Finding you the right product at the lowest rate, at the lowest cost, is what we do. Our team is dedicated to closing loans in 30 days or less with excellent communication along the way. You can find us at the Large Tower in Oxnard, Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. We're on the main floor. Or give us a call at 805-853-3030. Find us on the net, smarthomemortgage.net. Our licensing information is... NMLS number 1569054. My individual NMLS number is 233573. Our California DRE number is 02012912. And my individual DRE number is 01507079. The number you really need to remember is mine 805 853 3030. Welcome back, Ventura County. You are listening live to Girls on the Air. We are Real Women in Real Estate, AM 1590, KVTA. I'm Tracy Baldwin. And I'm Karen Campbell. And we have Larry Reyes on the phone with us right now. He is our mortgage broker with Smart Home Mortgage. Welcome, Larry. We're glad to have you today. Hi, Karen. Hi, Tracy. How are you? Hi. We're good. We're good. So tell us some of the new things that um, are in place right now. I know our interest rates have gone up just a little bit. Rates have gone up just a little bit. We're looking around uh, 3.25 starting rate. 3.25? Yeah. A little bit, yeah, okay. Is that for VA too, Larry? Yeah, it's going to be a little better than that. We're probably still looking around 2.75. Oh, really? Starting, yeah, for VA and FHA. Okay. Because those are guaranteed by the government, so get a little better price. Okay. And what do people need when they come to you? A lot of people say, how long will it take me to get pre-approved with Larry? What we if- like to do full pre-approval. We don't like to do just a... Uh, simple qualifications. So a full pre-approval is going to require at least one month's worth of income documentation. So if you get paid every two 
tax return. Okay. So with the W-2s or 1099. And then, of course, your income information. I'm sorry, your asset information. So any bank accounts you have, checking, saving, retirement, you'd like to see at least the most recent two months uh, documentation for that. Okay. So and other than that, it's simple. So what if some, what if someone changes their job, Larry? What if someone changes the job, like they, you know, their occupation? We're looking for a two-year work history. It doesn't need to necessarily be the same line of work. We just don't want to see any gaps of employment over the last two years. So you can have several, several different jobs over the last two years, as long as they're working for purposes. Yeah, you're We're having a hard time hearing you, Larry. Can you maybe move around or get to a different phone or... Or go outside yes, or I can something. Speak a little louder. There you go. There you you are. did the dance. <laughs> All right, perfect. So we what should have said that sooner. What are you seeing in your world right now? Lots of several offers. We're seeing purchases, uh, lots of offers on those. Of course, they're all over asking price. So we're having some appraisal issues there. Um, appraisers are having a hard time bringing the values in. We're also a little backed up on appraisals. So it seems like the appraisers out there are just a little overwhelmed. And they're taking a longer time to get the reports back to us. So it's getting hard to meet the, you know, 17-day appraisal contingencies and things like that. Well, yeah, because they're having to justify these high prices, right? So they're having to do more. They're having to justify. They're having to work a little harder, get a little bit more detailed on these reports. And so their completion times are taking a little longer. Now, do you get to pick your appraiser? No, we do not get to pick our appraisers. That uh, law did change, so... No lender is allowed to pick their appraisers. We have to go through a, a national appraisal management company, and the appraisal management company will pick an appraiser that is qualified for the area. Oh, so they do pick it according to location. Yes, they do pick it according to location. Unfortunately, the uh, based on that, that could be sometimes 50 miles, 100 miles away, okay. and they still feel that they're qualified. Okay. That. And can you challenge an appraisal? Yes, you can definitely challenge an appraisal. It's very difficult to challenge an appraisal because the challenge goes back to the original appraiser. Uh And most of the time, those appraisers don't want to admit any type of fault or any type of a mistake. So they will, you know, dispute the the challenge. And if the appraisal has been done in the last two years, are we still waiving that appraisal? Uh, You know, there are appraisal waivers that happen. Most of the time, yes, when the property has been appraised, over the last two to five years, it's very uh, common to get an appraisal waiver. Awesome. Is that just for a rebuy? Uh, refis and purchases. purchases. As long as we're too. looking at a purchase with at least 20% down, we're getting appraisal waivers all the time. Yeah, but when why would you need that if the price is going to be higher? You probably need to get a new appraisal to justify the price, right? If they're putting 20% down, the computer will, will basically take a look at it and say they feel comfortable with the value and give us a waiver even on some of the higher values. Exactly. So what about loan limits? Have the loan limits changed yet? Yes, the loan limits did change. So Ventura County is up in the 800000 range, which is fantastic. That's awesome. That allows more buyers to buy those higher-end homes. Yeah. Exactly, at a much better rate and much better program. Larry, where can people find you and your great team at Smart Home Mortgage? They can find us at the Tower of Donkstar, the Morgan Stanley Building, 300 East Esplanade Drive, Suite 105. And our phone number is 805-853-3030. All right. Happy New Year. We love you as a sponsor, as a lender. You're great. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. You too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 
Well, I would like you guys to save the date, February 23rd at 8 p.m., uh, the fourth annual event at Levity Live with Dr. A and Phil Medina, who are comedians, will be doing a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. It's all uh, businessmen that have uh, represent the Real Men Wear Pink program, and that's through the American Cancer Society. So save the date, February 23rd, 8 p.m., you know where we'll That's be. That's for breast cancer, right? That's for breast cancer awareness. Yes, absolutely. And so how much are tickets? Do we know? 20 bucks. 20 bucks and you go and then you, you get dinner or drinks there, whatever. It's funny and it's a good cause, right? Absolutely. Helping people with breast cancer. Yeah. Right breast cancer, I should say. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you for listening today. We appreciate all of your listening uh, that you've been doing with us for the last seven years. Thank you to our sponsors. Yes, have a great day. Happy New Year. We'll, we'll be see you next, next week. week.